Hey gang, welcome back to the Mike Dillard Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to bring your dreams to life. Well, I've got some pretty big news for everybody. About two months ago, we finally figured out what caused my brain injury last June. So it's been over a year now, and it turned out to be something completely unexpected. Now, we're going to save that entire story for its own dedicated episode where my doctor is going to be joining me as a guest to break down everything that happened, what we learned, and how I'm recovering from it. But in the meantime, I get to share one of the most valuable healers that I've had a chance to work with over the past year as I tried all kinds of different modalities. So when that injury first occurred, I had no idea what happened. I had no idea what caused it. I thought it must have been stress-related in that 15 years of business stress, caffeine, and adrenaline just burned out my nervous system. So I pursued any and every kind of therapy that I could find that would address that part of the body and of the mind. And one of those therapies ended up being hypnosis. Now, I found out about it from a few close friends of mine that I respect tremendously, and they suggested that I reach out and get in touch with our guest today. And that happens to be Elliot Rowe. So Elliot is one of the most respected hypnotherapists in the world. His clients include Olympic athletes, UFC fighters, professional poker players, and some of the most successful entrepreneurs that you can think of behind some billion-dollar brands and companies. Now, I have never been hypnotized in my life, and frankly, I always thought it was a little bit hokey. There was definitely some skepticism there, but I was desperate and willing to try absolutely anything that might help. So I signed on with Elliot as a client, and holy smokes, this stuff absolutely works. You know, at the end of the day, our outside world and the life that we've built for ourselves is a reflection of the subconscious programming that we've internalized. All of us have baggage and previous experiences from our lives that create subconscious thoughts and stories that affect our decisions from that point forward. And the really crappy part is that you're not even aware that these stories have been created and that they exist. They are invisible to your conscious mind, which makes them incredibly hard to identify and to change. Well, hypnosis is the solution to that problem. It's the workaround. It's one of the few ways that we can tap into our subconscious programming, identify those thoughts and stories that are holding us back, and then actually rewrite them. So going through this process with Elliot has been one of the most incredible experiences of my life, and I am truly excited that I get a chance to introduce you guys to him and to this modality. Whether you work with Elliot or work with someone else, doesn't really matter. The bottom line is that it's an incredible form of technology that absolutely works. So if you're ready to give your brain and your inner programming a major upgrade, this is one hell of a way to do that, and I highly recommend it. It was a really, really amazing experience. So with that being said, I say it's time to dive in. Please help me welcome Elliot Rowe. Mr. Elliot Rowe, welcome to the Mike Dillard podcast, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I have had a chance to work together uh, over the past few months. You've been a a huge help and part of my recovery (laughs) from, from my sleep issues and health issues over the last year. And... It's been absolutely fascinating to get to work with you and to learn more about hypnotherapy, which is what you are one of the best in the world at. And so, man, let's start at the beginning. First and foremost, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, it's quite quite a strange direction for my life to take. So I'd been working in um, investments and things, 
and I had a horrific fear of flying. And basically, I had someone recommend that I should go and see a hypnotherapist, which is something that I, you know, I wasn't quite sure about. But I took the advice and, and I went and met with a hypnotherapist, and she managed to resolve my fear of flying in an hour, uh, which to me completely blew my mind. So to give you an idea. I would basically turn down almost any opportunity to fly long haul. And if I was on a short haul flight, I would sort of spend the week leading up to the vacation concerned and worried. And then I would spend the vacation concerned and worried that I'd have to fly back. It sort of, it was a major issue for me. So I go into this session and she starts bringing up things from my past around flying. And initially I start talking about, you know, turbulence on flights I've had and things. And eventually she brings up a memory of um, me being very young, three or four years old, uh, being shown a picture of a private jet at my grandfather's house and being told, oh, that was um, the company's private jet and it crashed and it killed his business partners. Mm. So what had happened at the age of three or whatever age it was, I had um, basically picked up that flying is a life and death thing and it could have killed a family member. Now, what was really interesting to me is that I didn't remember the memory going into the session. The memory came up in the session. And then afterwards, I spoke to my mom and she was like, yeah, of course, you know, that happened. Yeah, that happened, you know, whatever it is, 20 years ago. And um, it was really interesting for me to feel that suddenly I was capable of doing something I wasn't able to do before. It was based around a memory that I didn't have a conscious awareness of. So I went and found sort of the, the most comprehensive course I could find at the time in the UK. And decided to get training, basically thinking I was going to help friends and family. But as I started working with people, the results became better and better. And I had more and more people wanting to work with me. And it ended up becoming very sensible to move in that direction as a business. And from that point, I've sort of moved much more into the performance side. I've worked with Olympians. I've worked with UFC champions, worked with Wall Street traders, many of the most successful poker players in the world, CEOs of companies. and. It's just sort of this continual theme of everyone seems to have this thing holding them back that they don't quite understand. And hypnotherapy is one of the ways of really finding out what's hiding there in your past and then working through and resolving it and having different actions in the future. Yeah. So take us, take us through how it works, because like you, uh, you were the first hypnotherapist I've ever talked to. And you and I met through mutual friends, George, uh, George Bryant, AJ and Megan. And um, they're like, hey, man, you should you should call up Elliot and work with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to try anything. But I really didn't know much about it, you know, skeptical, but open minded at the same time. And then you and I had our first call and it was like, holy smokes, this is some intense stuff that is definitely effective. <laughs> and so what's going on? Like, how do you help people access their subconscious and, and bring these things up. And I know one of the common questions I asked you that you get all the time is, what is it to actually be hypnotized? Are you turned into this like non-thinking zombie where you don't have any control of where you are, you're not in the present moment? Like, what is it? What's the process look like? Well, effectively, what I, the, the problem is, unfortunately, there's obviously the stage hypnosis and the hypnosis that you see on television. Right. Um, the work in hypnotherapy is nothing like that. So, you know, a lot of that is is for stage and it's very fun, but it is very different to the work that a hypnotherapist does. In hypnotherapy, the best way of describing it to most people listening to this, if they haven't come across hypnotherapy, is it's very similar to guided meditation. 
So you get yourself to that same very relaxed state that you would in meditation. But the difference is with meditation, as the thoughts come up, you're trying to release the thought and then move on and clear your mind effectively. With hypnotherapy, you use that same state to focus in only on one subject. So the subconscious mind becomes more dominant than the conscious mind. You can focus in in a way that you couldn't in a normal conversation, and that will then bring up memories. And it's almost like accessing the the computer programming that's running in the background. So it's okay. This is what's you know it, it's the the data that's running Windows rather than Windows itself is is the way that I would describe it to people. So so that's sort of the, the work that we're doing is is finding the programming in the background and then searching through it, working through all of that so that we can make those changes. And how do you know where to start with folks? Like you and I have have had several sessions together, but we haven't really talked about the mechanics of how you are essentially a detective helping to untangle how memories or past experiences are connected from one to the other to the other. And I think that's really where the magic is and where your skill set is, is you are able to to kind of track this down to get to the real issue behind the issue, if you if you will, which most people are not even aware of. So so what we do is we start with the irrational action and the emotions around it. So you know anyone listening to this, there's probably somewhere in your life that you're doing things you know that are wrong or irrational, but you can't help yourself from doing it. So in business, if it's refusing to make the sales call that you know you should be making or renegotiate your your pay or you know eating the food you know you shouldn't eat, even though that you're trying to follow a diet. So what we do is we start with the irrational action and then look at the emotions that the person is having around that irrational action. As they start to describe what those emotions feel like, so I feel it in my chest, I feel it in my stomach, I feel like there's an invisible force field holding me back, we then ask the subconscious, you know, when else have you felt this way? And then the the reason the subconscious knows where it's coming from is if it didn't know where this issue was coming from, you wouldn't have the problem in the first place. So there's always something that's making you act irrationally in the way that you're viewing the world. And effectively, by by using the high emotion point, the irrational action as a starting point, that gives us the pathway backwards through the subconscious to bring up the minds as to where that usually comes from. And typically, we'll find that sort of initial sensitizing event somewhere between five and 10 years old. So a lot of people, they come to me and they'll sort of say, hey, I know what it is. It was when I was 15 and X happened. But the reason why it was so emotional at 15 is there something that set them up to have that level of emotion even earlier in life? And so majority of the sessions that I do, we end up talking about those much earlier years. Talk about the importance this whole subconscious programming plays in people's performance as adults and what can happen if if those blocks are essentially removed or re- rewired. And actually, that's another question too. When you're working with someone and you've identified one of these memories and you essentially during the session will help people reframe them, Hmm. what's taking place when you do that? So effectively, I'll sort of answer that part of the question first. The memory is plastic, it's malleable. So every time you remember something that happened, you remember it slightly differently to the time before. 
what we're usually doing in the sessions is we're going back to those memories and then so I guess the easiest way to describe it is let's say it's school bullying. This one comes up in an awful lot of my sessions. So something's triggering someone in their everyday life that's making them feel that same pressure that they felt when they were bullied as a child. We'll bring up those feelings, it will lead back to the bullying memories. And the person will usually still have quite a lot of emotion around this. It's very normal for them to tear up or cry during this this process. And I'll then say, look at this from the outside. What do you see now? And instead of seeing this terrifying situation that they felt was life or death, they see a seven-year-old or group of seven-year-olds pushing pushing over a kid. And suddenly it's gone from a life and death situation, which is how the brain programmed it at the time, to if looked at through the adult eyes, something that is is far less scary. And by doing that and working through it and releasing the emotion, what's taken back is this new memory of the reality of the situation. So it then can't trigger in the same way as these moments come up in your everyday life. And sometimes it takes a few sessions of doing that. But what I'll usually find is the first session we go back to one of these major events, the person's very emotional. In following sessions, when we revisit the same situation, the level of emotion they have goes down to almost nothing. And as that emotion reaches nothing, as they picture those moments that happened in their life, that's when the triggers stop and they, they stop having the problems in their everyday, mo- their everyday life. Now, the other side of it that you were mentioning there of of what can this mean? So many of us um, have versions of self-sabotage, fear of failure, fear of success that are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Many people aren't doing all the things they know they need to do to be successful, and it's actually an ego protection. So they're safe if they don't know everything they need to do because they can always tell themselves, hey, well, if I did everything... I would have been the best in the world or I would have been successful. So a very good use for hypnotherapy in this case is if we can remove that fear of failure, that fear of success, then you can actually follow through on the things you know you need to do and have the chance of reaching your full potential. And you know, I've I've had a very large number of clients become extraordinarily successful. I mean, in poker it's over $80 million of winnings. I've had people in companies you know, five to 10x the money they're making after these sorts of sessions where they stop holding themselves back and allow themselves to actually know what they already know to do, but they feel that there's something holding them back from doing it. Yeah. So after I think our first or second session, and these are about an hour. So if you want to, would you walk people through real quick what a session looks like? Um, Yeah. So um, a, a standard session would be talking for around 30 minutes on what changed, what hasn't changed, what symptoms are still showing, what are we working on this week. We then go into the hypnotherapy part of the session, which is around half an hour. We get into that very relaxed state, which, as I say, increases the the dominance of the subconscious. And then we're tracking through for those issues that I was describing. So whatever it would be that day, whether it's self-sabotage, fear of failure, procrastination issues, anxiety or stress issues, and then looking for those memories, working through those memories and those emotions. And then as we get to the resolution, coming out of the hypnotherapy, and then quite often setting homeworks around the things that we've changed, um, we'll then usually be in touch between the sessions um, with updates as to how things are going, and then set up into the next one where we're repeating that process again. Right, right. So I became a full full believer, if you will, after our first or second session where we went back to to my 
don't remember the exact age, five, six, seven years old, being bullied on the playground. And afterwards, I just like completely broke down and bawled for like 30, 45 minutes, which is probably the first time I've ever had any real emotion around that since then. Because whenever that happened as a child, I just blocked it all off, right? Um, and that was the first time it ever came out. And I was just like, holy smokes, this is quite effective. Yeah. And, and the thing is, all of that emotion has been carried by you for all of those years. Sure. And it, yeah. it will have been having an impact in your behavior in some way or another. It will have been being triggered by things that are happening in your everyday life. And the interesting part is we're not usually aware of what's triggering us as things are coming up. We're just sort of following the program that's been embedded in childhood. And this is just one of the ways of adjusting that program to be more optimal. So what are, you mentioned a, a few examples briefly a minute ago, but I always love stories. And if you could share maybe one or two really specific stories about clients who've had some profound transformation, I think that would be uh, amazing to hear. Um, I guess I've, I've got to think confidentiality wise, who's been completely open with their story. You will have, yeah, yeah of <laughs> well, course don't name uh, anyone, but yeah. One, one that's sort of very, very public. He's spoken about this on my podcast, Fedor Holtz. I started working with him as he was entering high roller poker tournaments. He hadn't um, won any high roller poker tournaments at that time. And we were working through emotional issues in the hypnotherapy of, of what could be holding him back. And I started working with him in the November, I think of 2015. And he then over the next couple of years from the December forward, cashed, I think around $30 million in tournaments, became the world's number one poker player, um, and actually reached the stage of, of then retired from poker over that period of time because of the level of success he had had. And he put a lot of that down to the work that we'd done. And we ended up making a mobile phone application together. I've had yeah, one of one of my clients was an Olympic hopeful, and she she had issues in her prior Olympic trials with mindset. She found me after basically retiring, came back for this is for speed skating, and um, we worked on all of the mindset issues. And she ended up uh, representing America in the Winter Olympics last year in short track speed skating, and she actually became number one in America. She was the only Olympian to do all three race lengths for America last year, and she put a lot of that down to the work she'd done on her mindset as well. Um, there are there are countless sort of examples of this, as I say, people winning world titles in UFC and things like that. And then in business, a lot of it is people just suddenly being able to do the things that they weren't able to do, opening themselves up to new networks, to the things that they'd know that had been holding them back financially, and then just seeing big multiples of the income that they're making as soon as this one thing that had been holding them back gets gets out of the way. So can you share what uh, was specifically holding Fedor back? Um, Did he talk about that on the show and you can kind of... I don't think I don't think that's all being covered completely publicly, okay. unfortunately. So I've just got to be a little bit... Of little course. Confidentiality. But there's sort of there's always things, you know, and, and this is with, you know, not just specific to him, but with almost anyone, there are just reasons why people are holding themselves back from their full potential, as we've discussed. So protecting ego in some sense, protecting how others might view them, how they view themselves, and nearly everything boils down to one way or another, fear of failure or fear of success. 
So in virtually all of the work that I do, whether it's with a professional athlete, whether it's with a business person, they are in a situation where there is some part of them that's not 100% sure that they really want the success that being number one in the world would bring. And the work that I do is typically I'm sort of working with people who are top 100 in the world looking to reach top 10 in the world or top 10 in the world looking to become number one in the world. And in, in nearly all instances, the sorts of issues that come up, you know, the, the sorts of memories that come up even, um, you know, being bullied by parents, being bullied by other children at school, being told by a teacher that you're not good enough and you'll never amount to anything, having issues of being rejected a lot by girls in their early teens, those sorts of things. They're the sorts of things that just repeatedly come up as the things that have created these barriers that, that people can't get through. Yeah, they're just they're the ceilings, you know, quote unquote glass ceiling that's keeping you where you're at. And the worst part about it is you're not aware of what's yeah. causing it. That's the the crazy part, but, but that's what's but I so think cool. People are, I think people are aware of the feeling though. So this mm. sort of feeling of there being an invisible force field holding them back, or the feeling of if you think about, you know, your school bully, who most people have them. There are a lot of people that when they think of their school bully and the name of their school bully, they still feel a bit sick or they feel a bit of tension as they think back to those days. If you feel that way, there's there's work there to do, basically. Mm, gotcha. Uh, and it's those sorts of hints where, you know, things that quite clearly you're holding yourself back, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If it doesn't make sense, more likely than not, there's just a subconscious program running that thinks it's protecting you in some way. And, and yeah, through this, we can start working through those programs. And this works for really anything from claustrophobia, like your, your fear of flying to, gosh, I mean, you name it. Um, well, in terms of fears, it's, it's literally any fear. So virtually all fear is learned. So um, there's a reason why we're scared of things. So let's say, I mean, I don't do many of these anymore, but if I did a, a fear of spiders session with someone, I can tell you before the session what the fear of spiders is going to come from. And they'll bring up a memory of a parent overreacting to a spider when they were a child. Mm. And the reason this is, is, you know, evolutionarily, this is, this is very strong because if you're in the jungle and there's a tiger there, a baby doesn't know it's dangerous until the mom screams and runs off. And then the baby knows that tigers are dangerous. So don't stay near tigers. So from an evolutionary point of view, creations of fear this way is a very useful thing. We just haven't upgraded at the same pace with the way modern society has changed. So, you know, these threats still feel like life and death threats, and it puts us in the fight or flight and these adre adrenal responses, when in reality, a lot of it's, you know, triggered in social situations where, you know, the worst thing possible in a meeting, in a business meeting, is having, you know, fight or flight response kick in. But, you know, your, your body thinks it's doing the right thing for you because for 50,000 years, it was the right choice. Right, right. Yeah, amazing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the app that you developed because this is an incredibly powerful tool because frankly, not everybody's going to be able to afford to work with you personally. And we, we, can, we can talk about how you work with clients and what that looks like and all of that stuff here in a little bit. But you mentioned an app earlier, which I've been using for the last month or two, which has been phenomenal. It's, it's kind of like having Elliot Rowe in your pocket morning and evening. But let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, we released an app. It's called Primed Mind. 
And the idea of it was really what, what you were just describing. So after Fedor had that level of success, he was looking to be able to share the success that he had had with mindset coaching and working on his mindset with everyone when realistically, you know, I can only work with so many people and it's only going to make sense for people at a certain level to be working with me. So we developed a hypnotherapy app where you can set yourself up for all sorts of different things in life. So if you think of um, what Headspace is like for meditation, as you'll sort of work through meditation courses to teach your mind to become clearer and take more control, with this, we wanted it to be more specific. So the, um, the audios are on like starting your day, preparing for a job interview, preparing for a sales call, setting yourself up before you play a sport before you play poker like the idea is priming yourself to perform at your best in a specific situation and that's really what sets the app apart i feel is that you can look through you can find what you need to be doing that day maybe you're struggling with the mood the emotions that you're feeling that day maybe you're struggling with sleep and you can listen to one of these audios and it will help you for that day to to improve that part of yourself and just get you through and perform at a high level. Yeah, so I've been using just two or three of them specifically. One, I love the the first one that you listen to in the wake up to essentially prime yourself to have a great day. So yeah. if you're laying in bed, you wake up in the morning, before you even start your day, just grab the phone, fire up the app, put your headphones in, and it's you know five to seven minutes, but it's essentially a day primer that gets you into a, a really positive mental state where you're going to expect good things to happen that day. And it's just going to get you off on the right start. And then you've got a whole collection too, obviously, which I've been, I've been uh, diving into uh, in a big way around sleep and healing <laughs> and health, right? So you've got a few, a few sets in there, just, you know, falling asleep easily, having a great night's rest. You've got some that are around healing and uh, that gets your subconscious primed to heal your body while you're you're asleep at night and so I've been using those and it's just a I think a, a much more effective version of meditation because you are again taking people down into a meditative state but within that state you've got an actual attention intention and agenda around a specific topic that you then get to take advantage of rather than just calming your mind down uh which I think is <laughs> Great. Yeah, goal goal focused motivation is is yeah. probably the easiest way to describe it to people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the uh, things that I've I've known you've done is, is you've got an exercise that you can walk people through to kind of help them identify whether or not they've got these subconscious blocks. Is that something we can do on the on the interview right now? Oh, uh, definitely. Oh, sweet. So, so yeah, what what I'd like you to do if you're out there um, and you've been listening to this, thinking about you know perhaps some of these moments you might notice in your life, what you can do is you can actually sort of work through this on your own to get an idea of what changes you need to make and, and what's been happening. So the first thing you should do is just think about the issue that's the problem. So if it's, like I said, you're struggling to make that sales call, you can find yourself sabotaging in relationships um, with a partner or the feeling that you have when you're on a diet, but you just have to reach for the food. So the important thing is the emotion that you're feeling in that moment. So take a moment, write down what it is that you're looking to work on, and then think about the emotion and what you feel in your body. 
in that moment. Then the next step of this process is start thinking about where else in your life you felt that same way. So were you feeling in your teens? Were you feeling in childhood? What's made you feel this way? Who's made you feel this way? So again, start to list down those different things. So you should probably find a few memories which are quite key that you're feeling that same sensation or those same issues. And we're just starting to track it back and track it back. And then what I want you to do is start to work through those from a more rational viewpoint. So if your situation, a bit like I discussed earlier, was, oh, my teacher told me I'd never amount to anything and I was a terrible child. Okay, what does this look like from the outside? The reality is the teacher is probably a stressed out teacher in their 40s who's lashing out at a child because they're struggling with their day. And you may have taken this on as a label for you in your life because this was someone in a position of authority saying this. But the reality is it was someone having a bad day and doing their job ineffectively. And just start to work through each of those memories in that same sense. So again, if it was the bullying one, okay, I was absolutely fine because you're, you're here now, so you didn't die in the, in the bullying scenario. What does it really look like? It's 10-year-olds, it's 12-year-olds, it's 14-year-olds acting this way. Why are they acting this way? They probably have difficult childhoods as well. They're lashing out. They're being mean because of this. And again, start to look at it through your adult eyes. So the idea is, is to start to reframe these memories, not even using hypnotherapy, but just getting an understanding of what's going on in the background there, where this came from, and then starting to build a framework of change around it on the way that you view it and then the way that you feel about it as you bring these memories up. If as you're going through these, you're coming up with these memories, but it's actually bringing up a lot of emotion, that's when I would recommend reaching out and finding someone who can help you work through this. It is much easier to do this, certainly, if you're working with a professional rather than trying to do this on your own, but you can get a substantial amount of change just from sitting down for an hour or so and just working through that process of from problem that you're facing to the emotion that you're feeling to the different places you felt that and then reframing all of that in a more rational and adult way than you would have done when you created that program as a child. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I'm aware of two or three stories that I have that I've had for the majority of my life. And as you're going through this, the first one that pops up for me that uh, I haven't dealt with is it's just the story I've had in my head since I was little that I'm not good with numbers or math, right? So at some point in school, I picked up that belief and I've carried it through to this day where I avoid financial statements. I avoid anything that has to do with math or number management. And as I'm thinking about it, like I'm a pretty smart dude. This shouldn't be. You're probably you're probably good at math. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm realizing. It's like I'm actually a pretty smart dude, and this is just a bullshit story that I've had since fifth grade. But it's definitely had an impact on how I've run my business, financial life. Like I, I can see the impact that it's had, and so I think that's just an example where we've all got these stories or beliefs that come from somewhere. And I'm trying to think back. Obviously, we could figure this out if you know we put me under uh, hypnosis, I'm sure I could identify where it came from very quick, but it probably had to do with me failing a test or getting scolded or shamed or whatever for 
you know, not doing well uh, on that particular class or test. And it just became a, a belief at that point. And this is a near perfect example because, you know, it's not some super traumatic story. However, it's something that potentially over the last, you know, 15, 20 years may have cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and I know, without a doubt, because I avoid yeah. it. I literally yeah, avoid doing my bookkeeping and doing the normal stuff that I would have in a business. And the solution that I chose to get around that was just to go make more money, which is effective until it's, <laughs> until it's not. Because if you don't fix that initial problem that required you to make more money to begin with, then it's just the cycle continues, right? Exactly. Um, and I think this is, is actually a really useful point to bring up. And that we're not always looking for huge traumas. You know, this, there are terrible abuses that happen with children and very difficult situations, and they do have an impact. But a lot of the time, the things that are coming up, especially with people who are already high performers, which is generally who I'm dealing with, you know, it can be these subtle things, but these subtle things may be costing hundreds of thousands. And in some cases for clients, millions of dollars because of you know just something that's holding them back and by unlocking that they can see huge changes in their wealth yeah so for all of you who are listening to this i i can promise you that you're very aware of one or two of these stories that you have for yourself right now if you're saying i can't do x or i'm not good at y or i'll never be you know fill in the blank you're already aware of the story <laughs> So, yeah. so that's a pretty easy one for you to, to then address. And that's essentially what Elliot can help you do is get rid of that, reframe it and turn it into a positive story that will, man, just take you to the next level, which is essentially all he does. Very cool. Very cool. So who are the right type of people that should reach out to you and inquire about working with you personally? Because again, that's not going to be for everybody. And then who, I, everybody's a good fit for the app, but I don't think they're the same thing. So. No. So, so there, there is quite a big difference. In reality, I work with high performers. Um, so it would be entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business to the next level, people who are stuck at a certain figure in their business. So one of the things I see come up repeatedly is there'll be a business and it's doing 200,000 a year, but it doesn't seem to be growing, or it's doing half a million a year and it doesn't seem to be growing, or a million. And it doesn't matter what the number is, it's the fact that it seems to be very difficult to get past that particular sticking point. And oftentimes that seems to be an issue that the individual has with money rather than the potential of the business. So, so that's a very big part of this. So, those people, anyone who's been listening to this and they have those feelings around things that they know that would make a huge difference to them financially if they could resolve those issues, but they've just been struggling to resolve it, you know, maybe for a few years, they haven't been able to work through a particular sticking point. Anyone in that sort of situation would make sense for them to be reaching out and speaking to me and just seeing where we can help. So how would they go about doing that? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, the best way to get in touch is I've got a website, elliotrow.com. And there's an application form on there that you can fill out and we can see if we're a good fit and, and then set up a free consultation if it looks like we are. The other thing is I, I also have a podcast as well, the A-Game Advantage podcast, um, where I interview a lot of the people that I've worked with, a lot of high performers. And there's quite a lot of information there about how I work and what I do as well. So it's worth checking that out also. Very cool. Very cool. And then uh, finally, I want all of you guys to go download this app. Like it would be 
frankly, silly for you not to. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the benefits that you get from this for the price that Elliot charges is ridiculous. So if you can make this a part of your daily routine, morning and evening, and for at least 30 days, this is not something where you're going to listen to one of these once and all of a sudden you're you're going to see a, a dramatic shift, you know, overnight. This is definitely a, I think a, a, a daily part of your. It's got to be routine. part of your routine. Yeah. It's, right. It should be part of a morning routine, part of an evening routine. That's the way to view the, the product, but definitely worth checking out for anyone. You know, if you're listening to podcasts like this on improving performance, it's a very low investment. Um, you can also try lots of the audios and things on the app for free. But the investment point, even in time, is very low for the amount of change I would expect you to see, especially when you're talking about things like being in the flow before you're going into sales calls or in negotiations or playing sports, even, you know, even got stuff in relationships in there as well. And then obviously, if you can improve your sleep, that generally improves a lot of different parts of your life um, if you're getting a better night's sleep. So definitely worth checking out for, for everyone listening. So, Elliot, I want everybody listening to this to go get the app. You guys should have this. The investment versus the value that you're going to get is off the charts. It's like less than a hundred bucks. And this is something that I've been using every day to help me recover from a health perspective for a few months now. And you just have to go get it. Like It really is that powerful. So Elliot, I asked you and your team if y'all be willing to do some kind of a discount for my audience, which you graciously said that you would. So I know people can go to mikedillard.com forward slash Elliot, and I'll redirect for you guys over to the app to make it easy for you. And then I believe you hooked us up with a, a discount, right? Yeah. So um, if someone clicks through your link, they, they type in Mike30 as a discount code, and there'll be a 30% discount for anyone signing up to the app there. So yeah, just, just go onto the page from the link and Mike30, and, and you'll be able to get that at a discount. And um, yeah, I'm expecting people to see some pretty serious change. Hey guys, this is a quick interruption because Elliot's team moved to a new checkout system between the time that we recorded the show and now when it's being published. So if you want to check out this awesome app, just head to mikedillard.com forward slash Elliot. You can download it on iTunes or Android. And then once you create your account, you'll automatically get the discounted price that Elliot has so generously set up for everybody without the need to use any kind of discount code, which is going to make things just a lot easier and a lot more streamlined. So go check it out. I highly recommend it. If you'll use the morning priming routine first thing in the morning when you wake up, and if you use the sleep routine in the evening, you're going to notice a difference instantly, especially with the morning routine for me. You listen to that seven to 15 minutes long, depending upon which one you do. You are going to get out of bed. You're going to start your day so pumped, so jazzed, and ready to just knock the ball off the cover uh, that you're going to be a believer from the very first day that you try this out. All right, interruption over. Back to the tail end of our previous interview. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So that's going to make this like 50 or 60 bucks, guys. It's an absolute no-brainer. And it's just, again, this is something that I've been using, uh, using every day for a few months now. Well, Elliot, brother, thank you for coming on the show. This was fascinating. Obviously, I'm a, a client of yours, and the help I've gotten uh, working with you has been absolutely tremendous. So if you're listening to this, guys, and if this is a good fit for you, if you know you've got some stuff that you need to work on that's holding you back, definitely reach out to Elliot, go through the application process, see if it's a good fit for you. 
I can tell you my results that I've gotten after the first session or two were shocking. Like it was a really profound experience um, that I have not really, really had in any other format or modality over the last year. And I've done dozens. <laughs> so um, I don't know what else to say beyond uh, beyond that. It really does work. And Elliot's a stud. So thank, thank you, so you, brother. Much. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for listening. As always, Elliot, thank you so much for joining us. Again, guys, you can go to elliotrow.com and uh, go to mikediller.com forward slash Elliot to check out the app. And that discount code, once again, is Mike30 to save 30% off of uh, the program. Elliot, any other final thoughts? No, just thank you so much for having me on. And you know, thank you for, thank you for sharing your story as well, Ben. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I know this is going to help a ton of people. And if I can be the guinea pig that introduces everybody to something that's going to change their lives for the better, I'm happy to do that. Uh, I think that's what this whole thing is all about. So, well, brother, thank you so much. Uh, as always, I appreciate the opportunity of getting to work with you over the past few months and the benefits and, and just uh, changes you've brought to my life, which have been so profound. And uh, guys, gals, reach out to Elliot if you want to work with him. Share this episode with some friends or family members if you think they might be able to benefit from this as well. And once again, thank you as always for listening. We'll see you next week. Did you make the mind?